Hello, hello, it's Rob here. This week, it's another double episode drop. This time, because it really is a single episode in two parts. Too much event for a single chapter to contain. To Christopher and Phil, our latest supporters, thank you for helping to sustain us. You can join the party at patreon.com slash plug and hum, where you'll also get access to our Chaos Children feed. Thanks, as always, for rating and subscribing, and for spreading the word of Dark Nexus to those in your life that might enjoy our ongoing adventures here. To all the Ratch Mambi fans out there, I'm so glad you're enjoying him as much as you are. And hey, look, as requested, you finally get some awesome Matt Walquist art for him this week. Yay! On to the show. Welcome back to Dark Nexus. Tonight, it's Act 1, Chapter 29. All right, welcome back. Let's see, where were we? Where were we? Let me check my notes. Oh, right. Our heroes were just about to commit multiple acts of premeditated murder. Cool, 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 cool. We'll see how that goes. So we're picking up in Chaplain Satrakian's office. It's bright and early, as far as you know, on the second day of Neth. This is it. This is the last full day. The survivors will have the medicines they need. To keep Loic calm, to help Bates with his seizures, Brenton with his anxiety, and Maeve with what sounds like it might be an extreme manic condition of some sort. Now, as I reflect back, I'm not entirely sure what adventure path y'all thought you were in when you seemed to assume you could just do a quick medicine fetch quest and everything would turn out fine. That is not this adventure path. This adventure path is trying to kill you and everyone you love. Oops. I don't remember exactly how Robert worded it a few chapters back, but uh, basically it's time to let the dream of more medicine die. So as you I, your plans and your resources today, I just want to stress that fact, which your characters would be very aware of. But let's get back to your intention to murder sentient beings with whom you had negotiated and nurtured a peace, shall we? How are y'all thinking you want to slaughter those ratlings? Evil you, sentient beings. You, 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 you're putting uh, quite a spin on... Yes, I am doing a little editorializing. It's not like that unicorn we killed. You're right. And we'll You're right. likely have to kill again. And we'll probably Anytime have to kill again. we want to go out yes. of the courtyard. Hmm, yeah, so I guess where on the, in the moral, the We're moral doing spectrum does that fall? We're doing what we have to do. Oh, okay. All right. As far as Gull is concerned, yeah. those things were dead the moment they cast that fear spell on him. <laughs> <laughs> it's been that long. Chapter 13. Yeah. Interesting. All yep. he was trying to do was go through their space, and they attacked him first. That is certainly one way to look at it. That is the way that Gull looks at it. Reflect back on that fight. What did they do? They tried to scare you away, and then they summoned some creatures to put between you and them, and then when you left, they didn't pursue, which you all knew they were perfectly capable of doing. I'm just saying, I'm editorializing. Do what you wish. The consequences <laughs> rain on your we heads. We have people in the chapel who cannot protect themselves. 
And we have no more scrolls to hand over. So Is that true, Paul? We actually do have some more scrolls to hand over, but I don't know if we're willing to give them over. Mm. How many scrolls do we have? Four. What are they again? Yeah. Two of removed paralysis. Uh, yes. And two cure light wounds. Yeah, I don't think we want to give those to those little bastards. We're also stuck in a dream dimension that we can't get out of unless we get past the ratlings. So, I mean, fuck those things. I do believe that when the ratlings run out of paper to eat, uh, the children might be next. Mm. Okay. Awesome. So how are you going to do it? How are you going to murder them? <laughs> well, we'll we'll buff ourselves and kick down the shitter door, right? <laughs> Is that the plan? We have um, thunderstones too, if we want to provide a distraction. Johnny, the player, I've been uh, carrying around too for about three years or something <laughs> like that. Wants to know if we could uh, make another check, a knowledge check on these creatures, the oh, ratlings. Yes. Uh, anybody that has, let's uh, let's put it, let's do it this way. Anybody who's put a rank in knowledge arcana since the first time we checked, which I think was probably level two. So if you put one in level three, give me a check. 17. I wasn't able to make that roll before because I didn't have any ranks in it. I still don't have any ranks in it, but I can make a knowledge check on it now. Oh, yes, please do. So I'm going to try. Mmm, that's a whopping 10. Through the mists of your mind, you're not recalling any additional information about rattlings. But Dora is... So when she last made that check, she knew that they had a bunch of spell-like abilities, and we have seen examples of some of those in play. We've seen the cause fear that Johnny referenced. We already knew about the uh, dimension door. We've seen them summon a rat swarm. You also know that they have the ability to cast invisibility as a spell-like ability, and that they are constantly under the effect of spider climb. I think all these things you've seen in play. So let me give you this. They all are kind of like first level rogues. They all have the ability to do sneak attack. 1d6. Mhm. Mhm. Have no. we have we seen how many there are other than Ratch? Yes, four. Three to- other total than of four. Ratch and then there was the uh, the three ones that you originally encountered which seemed to be uh, one that hung by himself and a male and a female one that sort of nested together. They're likely to focus on me. And you actually, I mean, you've been hanging out with them in the library for a few days, so you would know their names by now. Uh, let's see, they are... Just trying to make it hard names? For us to Yes, <laughs> yes. So the, the woman is Jenny Two Tails, named for her you know, two-foot-long tail, which splits halfway down, forming two lashing rodent tails. There is Benji Bald Belly, named for his large and hairless haunch. And then the last guy, the one that hangs by himself, kind of smells uh, overpoweringly like wet dog. So, of course, his name is Horse Piss. Jenny Two Tails, Benji Bald Belly, and Horse Piss. They all have interests and dreams, <laughs> plans for a life in the future, hopes, discoveries. This is working. <laughs> I just want you to know. Well, I would hope that the person, the one person I believe in the party with a good alignment written on their sheet, uh, it might be working on. It is. I don't want to fight them. I wasn't in a position to be very diplomatic yesterday afternoon. But it may be that they're bluffing or inflating their power and position in order to scare us to get what they want. 
The fact is, we are all trapped here. But of course, they do need to eat. Yeah, and they're just as likely to eat your face, according to him. It's true. Yes, I understand. It's true. Desperate creatures do desperate things. Evil creatures do evil things. We know they're evil, right? Is that knowledge check high enough to know that they're evil, or are they neutral? They would uh, typically be evil. And you do know, I mean, that first check also involved, like, you do know, as a species, their typical practice is to steal babies and eat them. You know, they're, they're known yeah. for lots of bad stuff. But not all of them live in a library. Who knows? <laughs> what are you saying? Maybe they've uh, come across some extra knowledge. Maybe, they're, uh, maybe they've turned a corner. And Have they the, eaten the light of shining on them? Yeah, yeah. Maybe Rattlings, that's what I'm is that guessing. what you're trying to I'm just imply? being a dick here. Maybe they okay. ate a Dao De Jing. You yeah, know, who yeah, knows? Exactly. <laughs> maybe, they, maybe the other three saw Ratchmambi be a dick yesterday, and they were like, "We're not going to take that anymore," and they took him down. And this is actually Gulliver's thought: is, uh, yeah, maybe we could, you know, offer them a squirrel or two to turn on him. So we gang up on him. How would one of you like to be both? But that still involves losing a scroll that is very valuable, and we're going to need. Because we're gonna, one of us is gonna get paralyzed again, and let's face it, it's probably gonna be me. <laughs> when we um, encountered them in the library before, there was a. Didn't they burrow through the wall into a neighboring yes, office or there something? There is a hole through the wall on the north side of the room next to the door that goes up towards Lissandro's office. That hole leads into what I've been calling the room with the hole in it. That giant chasm down that looks like it could fit creatures their size or like dire rat sized. Uh, there is a clear path for creatures their size to get through the library and into the whole room. Mm-hmm. But the only way for us to come at them from the other direction, or to bypass them, is to go outside in the visitor's center, yes? You could go out the visitor's center, across to admitting, and come back up from the north, yeah. But you'd be risking the the travel outside. Yes. Mm -hmm. But um, now having been in admitting, you you would have a better sense, you know, you had zero sense of how close those two rooms were the first time you encountered them, you would guess you're only looking at probably a distance to travel maybe 25 feet or so. It's very close. It's always just more than the concealment. Well, and (laughs) so out the front, that was the brutal fog. Can't see more than five feet in front of you. That that was the, that's the nasty stuff. Whatever we decide to do, um, Grip, I need your help with something. Oi, what's that? Well, it occurs to me that if we are going to do battle with these ratlings, um, it may be better for me to let Tima have her way. However, I cannot risk Reynard again. So, Dora would like to jerry-rig some kind of foxbjorn um, that leaves her arm holding Reynard against her chest. Yeah. But is tied in the back and would take at least a full round action for her to dismantle it herself. So Tima couldn't casually and cruelly just drop the fox. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, it would also leave Dora one-handed, but she is anyway. She is effectively anyways, based on how we've decided to rule So this. basically she's leaving Tima one-handed. Yeah. But Tima doesn't 
use weapons or no, she does not. Or somatic components. So um, that that's... sounds a, a little bit like a sleight of hand check. Yeah, kind of does. Well, so maybe Gull ties uh, it, or you don't want that to happen. No. <laughs> after the conversation we just had. Oh yes. She would prefer strength to a knot she can't pull. I love it. Uh, Robert, give me a strength check for our buddy. 17. Very good. Reynard, or the fox you're calling Reynard, is strapped to you now in a lovely patient gown Bjorn. (laughs) Um, The other thing, while that's happening, I wanted to ask is if it was possible, now that she's had some time and rest and isn't in a state of panic... Is it possible to make a knowledge check on the Tatterman based on the psychometry reading that she saw? So I would not give you a check to learn more about his capabilities because you still haven't really seen him in the flesh aside from like an arm sticking out. But I would take a history check now that you've got... uh, Any bonus there for the research, three days of research on the Briarstone Witch and stuff? Knowing that... (laughs) Clever girl. Sure. Take a two. Twenty-six. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, some old stories about the Tatterman are starting to fall into place in Dora's brain. And you know that he is thousands of years old. Thousands. And as the various pre-existing empires fell, the, the Tatterman was largely forgotten, but his legend was recalled by, by, this, by this woman that the, the region began calling the Briarstone Witch. She heard of him, heard of his past reigns of terror, and she was the one who sort of resurrected him from obscurity. He's a servant of the King in Yellow. He's known as a dream hunter. Now, the, the Tatterman exists on the Plane of Dreams. That is where he lives. But it was this Briarstone witch who discovered rituals that would, uh, that were able to bring him forth in the flesh onto this plane where he was incredibly, incredibly dangerous. But she was only able to do so for very, very brief periods of time. He is not an entity that is able to uh, survive here, or these rituals at least were not able to keep him here for long. But she would summon him forth, he would march by her side, engage in killings, and uh, was reportedly also involved in some way in this Briarstone vanishing that you learned a little bit about. And as as you're pouring through these memories of the early days of the Briarstone Witch, like the early days of Thrushmore, you're, you're remembering that there was a name, a mortal name, applied to the Briarstone Witch, and that was Ariadne, Mother Ariadne, they called her. And she sat in council with some of the other town leaders, Father Gerda, Father Weavewood, and, and then a lightning bolt just goes off in Dora's head, Mother Zandalus. Apparently one of the town elders, when the town was originally first founded, may have been a long-distant relative to Oliver Zandalus himself. But that's about it. He's known for his uh, dream haunting and for Ariadne's ability to bring her, bring him forth onto the plane. Do you think Horsepiss knows more about the Tatterman that we could interrogate Horsepiss maybe and learn okay. some more? You're gonna grab him by the scruff of his little neck and shake him until he complies? Or maybe 
a bluff check. Oh. Bluff him into sharing secrets. Your guess is as good as mine as to what horse Horsepest knows. They all speak Aklo only, yeah. Oh, then there's nothing I can do to... It was really you have bad. only heard them speaking Aklo right. to each other, and then you've heard... Uh, you've heard Ratchmambi speak Abyssal to you. That's been the sort of ongoing thing. Right. But it should be pretty clear by this point that the way most of those interactions ended, he clearly seemed to be understanding what mm-hmm. you were all saying okay. to each other. Good. So whether whether they speak those languages or not, it seems at least that Ratch can process, uh, has comprehension okay, so of the languages. So that's good to know. The only thing that concerns me about killing the fucking rat is the cause fear. That's why I thought about using that potion, but then I feel like that would probably be better used, that potion of protection from evil, but that might be better used to the folks upstairs. When uh, Grip says this, uh, it's like, Ray does almost like a double take. Wait, wait a second. I I think I have something that can help with that. And he takes out a wand that you haven't seen since yesterday? 15 episodes. <laughs> Chapter 14. No, it's, it's been four or five days. Four or five days? Yeah. Okay. I believe this. Yes, I know. This wand. This can help with that. A little bit. A little bit. What does it do? It gives us a plus one morale bonus on fear effects. And to attacks. And to attacks. And to attacks. That's no small thing. Yeah. Like, what is it, every ally within a 50-foot burst gets plus one no attack and plus one on saves versus fear. And you've got the cloak now. I do have the cloak, that's true. So you're up to plus three. And there is that talisman floating around if there wanted to be a swapping around of next slot stuff. Oh, what's the talisman? The talisman of... Lesser talisman of warrior's courage. It makes you um, shaken instead of frightened, should you, the first time you get the condition. I have... Uh, That's pretty big, so that is minus two versus running, running away. away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a reason to believe that Timo won't be affected by the Rattlings games in that arena. So, if you'd like to trade... Yeah, so then it's that one point of armor class. Yeah. That's yeah, tricky. Yeah. But from things that specifically are able to cast fear... I don't know. Think about don't, it. I'll think about it. Well, I can definitely use the wand on us all. How long does that last? Like a minute, right? Each ally gains a plus one morale bonus and attack rolls save versus fear effects for one minute. One minute. And then once you... Let's say I were to fail such a save. Do you try every round, or is it just you're afraid for the duration of the spell, period? The thing that happened to Gull... Like three rounds or something. It like was. That? It seemed to be a uh, a short duration, but no resave. So it was probably something you would guess at this point. You're, you're all getting smarter about magic now. You could probably safely assume it's something like a one d four rounds. But once you fail, you fail. Yeah. Versus okay. like an ever ongoing thing that you can keep trying at. All right. I'm gonna keep the armor class for now. I think. Okay. Okay. <laughs> she says with side eye. Yes, she really serious did. I'm side the only eye. one who really doesn't need this. Anybody else not using an X slot? Are you using one, Ray? I would take it. Yeah. Great. Thank you. So for the moment, you can decide if you want to give it back after this fight, but for the moment, you've got yeah. this one use 
uh, fear protection and wool. And you have the um, greater talisman of beneficial winds, which is a once per day feather fall. Gulliver will start mixing up some extracts for himself. Yeah. Tora will cast mage armor on herself. Done. And as you see him mixing them, he's wincing through the bloody bandages on his chest and shoulder from the two gore wounds. Why don't you remind us just how low you are in hit points still, even I'm after a full night's rest? 14 out of 23. That is something that Ray would certainly observe. Should he care to do anything about it? <laughs> Although, since we've become murderers now, maybe he's just well, like, eh, no. whatever. Right, Actually, we've rested, so we're back to a full day's worth of yeah. uh, stuff, yep. right? Actually, Gull probably, because the other one was last night, so when he gets up this morning, he probably would have treated his own wounds. Today, okay. Today. Give me that check. Do a real quick check. Dora's going to wait till right before Ooh, we leave nice. to cast that. That's a so. 27. You heal three plus your wisdom modifier. So I'm up to 19 out of 23, so not as bad. I'm going to cast a Cure Light Wounds on you. Zoom. I'm back to full. Probably. Yeah. I think you can avoid it. Everybody's feeling hail, hearty. Yep. Ready as for hail as I get. Light murder. Stop it. It's preventative. It's preventative homicide. I understand. I understand. Sometimes we must act to kill people before they might potentially possibly kill us. He's threatened on several <laughs> occasions. It's true. Any other discussion you want to have inside the office here before you head over to the library? Uh, Gull says that uh, he could go in ahead, again, blended, to sure. get into a place to possibly get a surprise round. Gull thinks that you should come in and go, here is your scroll for our, for our passage. We're prepaying it now and wait for Ratchmambi to come down, and when he comes down to take it, you break his neck. <laughs> uh, probably someone other than me to try and hand up that scroll. I'll do it. <laughs> All eyes go to the... the and I'm gonna, I am gonna, before, before we walk in, I'm gonna drink the, I'm gonna save the protection from evil potion, but I am gonna drink the bull's strength. Ooh, nice. Which will put my strength at 20. And right before we go in as well, we'll do the uh, casting from the wand, so you'll all get a plus one to attack and a plus one save versus fear. And then we're going to have Gull do a little sneak over first, and then you guys will just delay a minute or something like that. Is that the idea? Not a minute. Or however long you would decide. Yeah, yeah. I mean, probably like maybe like 12, 15, like... Give him enough time to go around the corner and get settled? Yeah. Okay, a couple rounds, you're thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. that makes sense. All right, we heading that way? Yep. Uh, Ray, you open the door to the office, and you see Maeve standing right there, staring at you as though she's just been staring in front of that door, totally bored. (laughs) She's got her uh, tiara on, and she's holding a piece of paper and you've spent some time with Tolman and the kids in there and you you know they didn't have they didn't have all an abundance of paper upon which to scrawl and doodle so what they've been doing is they took all of the pens and ink and stuff out of the chaplain's desk and they've been one that page at a time ripping pages out of his holy books to draw and color on so she's holding one of those kind of pages sort of folded in half and she's staring up at you like what, what, what is it, Maeve? You're obviously upset. You are all so boring. What are you doing? We're, 
planning our next adventure. What are you doing? <sighs> Mr. Tolman said I had to give this to you because he thought you would appreciate it. So... <laughs> May I see it? Fine. She stops on the floor <laughs> in front of you. <laughs> Maeve. Tone. <laughs> you open it up. It's a page of a, out of a, out of a Verizon Holy Book. And you've also observed that Maeve is a very excellent artist. And as you open this single piece of folded paper up, you see drawn in black charcoal, very simply, sort of a line drawing of a rose. And then down on the little lower right corner, you see a little in pencil, something scrawled in Tolman's handwriting. And it says, ask Maeve what she told me. Maeve, this is beautiful. I know. Well, what, what did you tell Tolman about this? What does this mean? What? Tolman said you might have told something to him about this picture. Oh is there something God, that you can so tell boring. me? About this picture? No. Yeah. Yeah. What? What is it? Okay. So, you know, the other day when uh, the thing that we're not supposed to know about happened and everybody died in the other room yeah. and you were in here hugging Tolman and it was really boring, uh, when you stood up, what, what I told Tolman was that I, I know who you are. What do you mean, you know who I am? Well, you're the angel I saw. When, when did you see me? I don't know, a couple weeks ago? Whatever, you're boring. And she skips off into the chapel. Maeve. What? Maeve. What? What, what do you mean, angel? I saw you. Saw me do what? You're flying through the air. And you were all glowing. And you're sure it was me? Well, you've got an ugly face. I would not forget your face. Is there anything else that you can tell me about what you remember about me, Maeve? Why the I can rose? tell you that Bates says I was dreaming and that it's all uh, nonsense. What's the rose? I like roses. I like you. <laughs> Boring. She runs off. <laughs> huh. It's the symbol of Shalem, is it not? The angel. No, the rose. Yeah, I got that part. I still... The thing about this... Uh, this is a little meta just commentary here for a second. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Bear with me. But at the thing about the, the class, right, is that you're not sure where these powers come from. Yeah. It, as you know, playing this this character who's so unsure and has a, uh, a dark history that he doesn't know about makes all these signs pointing to Shaylin to be uh, so antithetical to what he <laughs> feels is he's discovering about himself. So the dichotomy between you know who do I want to be? I want to be a good person. Shaylin, there seems to be some connection here. All signs point to Shaylin, but I have to do some really horrible shit, and I probably did some horrible shit in my past. So where do my powers come from? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not convinced that I'm a priest of Shaylin. Yeah. Perhaps this is a 
second chance? Maybe. And you know, if you're a cleric in this world, you're all of your power and your relationship to a god are one. They're tied together. Right. For an oracle, you have your power, and then you may or may not have a relationship with one or more gods. They may be entirely separate paths, and they may be connected, unknown. In the psychometry vision on the Morning Star, we saw Ray. Yes. In an office. Restaurant was no, it was a restaurant. It was a club. Was there anything on his person that indicated he was a priest of dedicated to a particular god? I know there was. They talked about things, and there's things to be gleaned from the way he thought about himself. Not Ray, but the uh, other gentleman whose name I can't remember. Matt, Christoph Matthew Van Horten or something. Yeah, oh, and I I can't quite remember. But I think the impression that I got from it was that it was. My first instinct was that they were talking about Dubrawl because Ray was so creepy in it. But then you clarified for me that Dubrawl has been Zonkuthon for longer than that. Yes. Makes sense. Um, and so it. So my next assumption was that they were referring to Shaylin um, and the way they talked about the way they worshipped but, the but god. But Zonkuthon is a god of beauty. He, he was. He was. No, he is. Well, the beauty oh, of well, then. pain. The beauty of yeah. agony. Okay. Agony and torture. The beauty of torture. So then that is the thing that makes that whole picture come together in Dora's mind. Yeah. I like that. Um, you should feel pretty comfortable feeling that you saw Ray in that vision as somebody that Christoph Van Horten considered to be a priest of Zonkuthon. Mm-hmm. And the power to sustain life through torture, so that torture may go on. Yeah, remember all those tubes of black sludge keeping keeping you alive. And the that making for eternity. Angels, however. Kids. They're just silly sometimes. Yeah, probably this is all meaningless. <laughs> <laughs> just a big waste of airspace. Thanks, Dora. <laughs> to the library? Let's do it. Let's go kill some rats. All right. Everybody got any buffing taken care of on their sheet and noted down that they want to do? I understand the timing of when it's going to yes. happen. And feel free to have that timing happen. You're not going to be molested between the barricade and the library. No more tumor infestation in the hall? No, things are pretty quiet in the, in the hall at the moment. So you all pass uh, Vaustin and, and Denman with crossbows at the Eastern Barricade, and Nasa is there uh, sans crossbow, but holding a torch up, the three of them there uh, at the barricade. Let's see, you left. Maeve just ran back into the chapel, and you do see the cluster of Erwin, Jared, and Danae up at their post, uh, the North Barricade. So everyone's in their groups of minimum three. Three of you who are not Gull step over the barricade, and there's this nice, convenient, big pile of rubble where the staircase up to the second floor had fallen in on itself. Very easy to just edge behind that and get yourselves to be able to start in a position of not being seen in the library. As Gull is going to head in, that's the idea? Yep. Remind me how blend works? 
change the coloration of yourself and your equipment to match that of your surroundings, granting you a plus four circumstance bonus on stealth checks and allows you to make stealth checks without cover or concealment, but only while you move no more than half your base speed on your turns. So good. If you make an attack, this spell ends. Fantastic. Give me a stealth check as you start uh, sneaking your way into the room. I shall do so. Oh, with a natural two. But that's still going to be a 16. Mm. No. No, 17. Using any shame or any other multiple points that you have? I'm going to use a little inspiration on this, I think. Okay. That is a 19. Okay. Well, okay. You sneak your way through that southern door of the library, and things are largely as you recall them being in the recent stretch of days. Ratchmanby is perched on the topmost, uh, on the top of the shelves on the northern wall, directly opposite the door as you enter. And you can see him there, Johnny, with the yellow base. Mm-hmm. Horse piss is uh, about halfway up the height of the bookshelf, so about like, kind of like waist height or so. Halfway up the eastern wall, the wall on the right side as you're entering. And then uh, Jenny and Benji are a little closer to the top, maybe like one shelf down in the sort of northwest corner of the room, so on, on your left and almost as far away as Ratch is as you enter. And as you make your way through that, you know, cr- you know partially cracked open door, you, you edge right through, you eye, look around a little bit, none of them seem to notice you. They're going about their business, chewing on stuff, muttering to themselves. Ratch is probably fussing with his little vest, mm-hmm. making sure it's all neat, like a civilized being would. It's like a scene out of Neverwhere. It really is. It really is. (laughs) Hold that thought. (laughs) Excellent. I will start to make my way into the library, and I will try to move about halfway up to give myself some space and also to sort of see where the party comes and goes. Did you take one of my thunderstones? I did. This side? Sure. And you said about two rounds? You wanted to yep. have about two rounds? All right, so you're going to make another move up the... Move a little bit closer, but I want to be close enough that I have a touch attack. Love it. So Gull edges then to his left towards the center of the room. He's now standing between the northmost table and the center table on the uh, east side of it. Uh, very close, just 5, 10, 15 feet away from Horsepiss, who still seems not to notice him, and uh, Ratch and... The other two are in easy view. That's about the amount of time he told you guys to wait. What do you want to do? So, I'll go in behind you two. <laughs> and I've got a... Is it a real scroll or are we using a dummy? Let's use a dummy. Yes, all right. Um, I have Red Destiny sheathed. Okay. And then when we when we get in, um, I'll just say, Ratch! We've got your fucking scroll for the day. What kind is it? It's a cure light wounds. Light wounds? Yes. That will do. All right, well, come fucking get it then. Bring it to me. All right. Heading up the room. I'll go. I'll go to there. So Grip edges up to about 10, 15 feet away from Ratch. He's 
They're now moving past where Gull is, and Gull is very cunningly when, blended into the tables. When they do that, Gull is going to move in front of them, so he's going to proceed and go, yeah. Dora will stay back. Give me a new stealth check, Johnny. I shall Not, do so. She'll enter the room, but yeah. 18 plus 15? 33. 33. Great. Nice. Probably with that, I'm guessing even the other members of the party aren't, like, with a 33. Like, he's just a ghost slipping through the space there. Nobody seems to be seeing him moving. So it looks like, oh, Gull is now ending up at the base of the northern bookshelves next to the door and about 10 feet away from Ratchmambi. Although Ratchmambi is on top of the bookshelves. So, so he's how high up? 10 feet up. I'm very frightened. I got a thing I'm going to try once. I'm going to use something you've never seen me do before. Oh, oh. So, all right, well, so I'm, I'll stop there. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, well... Do you want it or do you not? He leaps onto the wall. Is this the first time that he's talking in common? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He saw he is speaking until day. Well noted. Rashmambi leaps onto the wall, climbs up to the ceiling, makes his way over. He does the same move he did last time, and he comes down after dropping down the light fixture onto the sort of middle of the northernmost table, <laughs> very, very close to Gull, very close to Grip, and very close to Ray. Once, once he gets, I guess where he is, 10 feet away, I'm gonna make use of the pugnacious trait, where once per day, I, as an immediate action, can increase my melee reach by five feet. <laughs> and what are you doing with that, uh, with that melee action? I'm gonna pound his little rat ass into the table. We're all blessed, right? Everybody's blessed. So you get a plus one. Here we go. This is our surprise round. Come on. Uh, That's a nine on the die for a 19. I'm going to shame it. Might be flat-footed. Oh, that's true. uh, Ratchmambi is flat-footed. I'm going to save the shame. I'm going to save the shame. 19. Hit. I'm ten feet away, punching Ratch. Dora goes, oh. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> For ten points of damage. Oh. Fist soars through the air, goes longer than uh, a humanoid should be able to reach, slams into his chest for 10 points of damage. He sort of bends backwards, kind of Matrix style, and comes back up with fury in his eyes, as presumably Gull takes a shot. <laughs> Boom. That's another 19 flat-footed, which I assume will... That is a hit. Hit. You just are shot Ratchmambi. shooting him? Oh, so yeah. you shoot touch? Yep. Yeah. For three points of damage. Grazing wound with the bullet from the alchemical torch. Let's roll initiative. Is this the first time they've seen the torch go off? I think so. Well, they wouldn't even have seen it this time. It just would have felt it, but they wouldn't have seen it. Maybe the others will just surrender when their leader goes down. Maybe they've down. been waiting for someone to take him down. Grip. Uh, Ten. I might just offer that out there. Go. Sixteen. Ray. Seventeen. Dora. Seventeen. Who's got the decks there, Ray? I have I a plus two. Oh, I also have a plus two. Roll it off. Roll off. I mean, I'll seed it. Okay, great. If you do something you can't forgive yourself for later, <laughs> nothing, nothing by me. It'll just be another day for Ray if that's the case. 
I mean, you're not wearing a phylactery. Yeah. Who knows? What does it matter? Who's to say what's right and wrong? <laughs> well, this new Ray the Pragmatist, I'm a big fan of. <laughs> like father, like son. All right, so Ratch is just coming back up after getting punched in the chest, turns just must have caught a, a whisper of movement from you, Gull, as he just edges sideways slightly enough for the bullet to kind of like go right through his right side rather than into his uh, organs. Oh, his waistcoat. <laughs> his, waist, his, uh, his vest is now bloodied. He looks at you and he says, You don't want to do this, Gull. You do this. This is war. Does Gull say anything? Gull just grins at him. What happens next is on your head. He disappears. Up in the northwest corner of the room, Jenny Two Tails disappears. On the east wall of the room, Horse Piss disappears. Ray, you're up. All the only one that's left in the room that you can see is Benji Bald Belly. Give me a spellcraft check. Yeah. Nineteen. So far, they have all used Dimension Door. Ray runs around the table towards the uh, north exit. All right, get between Grip and Gull there. Actually, I'm going to do a double move. Great. Oh, you're heading to the north door, north door of the library. Yep. Gotcha. That's a double move right there. Yep. Gets you to those doors. Yep. And they are uh, they have not been latched as you've come and gone most recently, so not even really in action. You can kind of push them open. Got a little spread of light there. You don't see anybody immediately in the hallway in front of you. Okay. Dora, you're up. Uh, Dora's going to get the fuck away from that door and move 30 feet into the room. Moving over to the east wall away from, trying to get herself as far away from Benji Bald Belly, the one remaining rattling as she can. Did you let us know they all left rather than oh, turning invisible? Yes. yes, I did. Uh, then she'll say in abyssal. Yeah. Benji Bald Belly, this is your opportunity to suffer no more from the abusive treatment from Ratch Mambi. We can come to a truce. You leave us be while we see about freeing this entire isle from the plane of dreams. And no one need get hurt further. Are you trying to intimidate or be diplomatic? That diplomatic. Sounded... Oh. I mean, they're evil creatures and smart. I'm, I'm laying out a... No one gets hurt. Okay. We're helping the whole place. Give me that check. 25. Uh, any shame or anything? No. I'm gonna need it later. Uh, yeah, you are. Benji just rubs a greasy hand over his huge bulbous belly and grins with these really, truly awful teeth. Great. Was that an action? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it's worked. She says to the Gulliver, you're up. Gull will load and, uh, how far away am I from Benji? 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. It's called 35 feet. Then he will load his weapon as a move action and uh, swallow another extract as a oh. standard action. What happens? All of a sudden you see the bits of uh, dust and stuff in the air striking around him as his shield activates. Fantastic. Benji Baldbelly vanishes. Grip, you're up. Last to go in round one. 
Maybe we should reload this game. <laughs> That's what I would do. From last save point. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, Grip probably doesn't know, so maybe I shouldn't know. But um, do we know how far away Dimension Door can get someone? I think that conversation came up before. You would know hundreds and hundreds of feet is what Grip would understand. He might not understand medium or long range, but right, he right. would know uh, many hundreds of feet. And see, I now oh, I remember. Oh shit! I'm remembering something you. Katie just got it. Yep. Oh no, I got it a while ago. Yep. But, Fuck. But that's only because you told us something out of game. Is it still my turn? No. Benji has. Um, um, Gull is gone. Benji's gone, and it's now Grip's turn. Should we run back to the chapel? All right. Grip's getting a bad feeling about this. Yeah. Um. We'll call this episode remorse. <laughs> yes, done and done. He was just so mean to us. I think we better go back to the chapel, and I take off. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's let's get out in the let's get this out in the open now. The battle for the chapel survivors it has begun. I'm gonna hand out cards. Each of you is gonna be playing three of the survivors as the battle is now moving into the chapel area. I'm gonna give you. Denman, Erwin, and Brenton to take a look over. If you have any questions about anything, let me know. I've highlighted, like, each of them kind of has basically one feat that is unusual or potentially useful, so I've tried to highlight that. Paul, you're going to play Tolman, Vauston, and Loic. Loic can't really act. If, he dis- if something's happening uh, super, super close to him, he's going to have the confused condition. Johnny, you've got Nasa, Bates, and Danae. And, um, let me guess who I am. Yeah. That's all down to Johnny. Uh, Mira, Jared, and Maeve, Katie. So boring. (laughs) While you all are taking a second here to uh, process what you have and the capabilities of the people that you're playing, Katie, start with uh, Maeve. So we we had a realization. Wait, I'm sorry, what are you you asking? So we had a realization a few weeks back that just... uh, Tracking of inventory-wise, tracking of inventory-wise, two flasks of alchemist fire that the party had possession of at some point 15 chapters ago disappeared off of everybody's sheets. And normally I would be like, oh, tough luck, you guys lost it. But I thought it would be fun to come up with a game reason what happened to them. Uh, Maeve stole them from Gull while he was very, very, very sick. Maeve has two flasks of alchemist fire. Great. That's so awesome. Everybody else able to make sense of what their folks do. What's combat reflexes? Can you remind me, please? That means, that is that um, Vauston? Yeah. Can take a number of attacks of opportunity per round equal to the dexterity modifier. So you might be able to take like an extra one or maybe an extra two or something. Sure. Sure. Yeah. You gotta get initiative for all of these people. Let's start with Robert's three folks. Uh, first is Brenton. I keep rolling six-sided die for initiative. That's not how it works. Don't do that. There we go. A whopping seven for Brenton. Okay. Next. A 21, natural 20 for Erwin. Nice. And an 11 for Denman. Katie. Jared is 19. Mm-hmm. Um, Mura is... 11, Maeve, 5, Johnny. Danae is a 11, mm-hmm. Nasa is a 16, Bates is a 
23. Nice. And Polly. Tolman is four. Mm-hmm. Loic is uh, 22. <laughs> great, great. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, Vostin's that's a 21. Very good. How could we not want to kill them after what you told us? He's just messing with us. There's no <laughs> right answer. Don't buy into this. But don't forget, we're in a horror campaign. I know, I know. going to be a bad choice and a worse choice and a shit choice. <laughs> and they're all going to the pressure gonna, on. They're all going to look like shit choices the all the time. The degrees of difference between those choices are irrelevant. On the bright side, if enough of the uh, the survivors die, then some of that medicine can be shared out wow. and it'll last a little longer. Wow. That's I mean, some That is a lawful evil way of looking. <laughs> that is uh, the pragmatic <laughs> approach. successfully moved myself further away from the chapel. Victory! I will be yeah, the last too. one. Yeah, that's great. Be there just in time to heal hopefully somebody. Yeah, get in there and channel the shit out of everything. Uh, maybe another blast too. On the chapel survivors. Oh, that's a great point. Denman, Vaustin, and Nasa would have been within 50 feet of the time that that was cast, so give them blessed. None of my guys. Let's call it, there's five rounds left of Bless. Okay. Okay. Five rounds? Thank you. Yeah. This is going to be a grand experiment. This will be fun. All right, Katie, you have some questions for me. Yes. Um, What is throw anything? And is it already factored into the sheet? It's already factored into any rolls. It basically means that she doesn't suffer any penalty for using improvised ranged weapons. Great. And she also gets an extra bonus when she throws a splash weapon. Oh, to hit. To hit. Not to damage, just to hit. Um, What if... So if... uh, if I do 1d3, 1d2 minus 2 damage, oh. I just can't hit it. I can't damage anything. That No, uh, if if damage because of penalties and everything yeah. ever results to a so number minimum below one? zero, it's minimum one non-lethal damage. Great. So as we start the top of round two here, at the moment, nobody in the chapel, none of the chapel survivors know that they're in danger. However, we are dropping them into initiative because they have heard the gun go off. They know that there is a fight happening. So they don't think of themselves as in physical danger yet, but they are keyed in and alert. Yes, Katie? Is there any bonuses we need to know about from being in the chapel? Thank you. I'm so glad you remembered because this is the piece I forgot with the Mr. Gabriel fight. The entire interior of the chapel is under the benefits of a hallow spell. Plus two deflection bonus to AC and plus two resistance bonus on saves for everyone in there against attacks made or effects created by evil creatures. Oh. Wow. Plus two deflection and plus two resistance, resistance. to saves. That is great. That I, is not factored I, into our sheets. That is not factored okay. into the sheets because some of you are not in the chapel, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what might happen here. All my folks are in the chapel, yeah. I think. <laughs> but I think as a table, because I also completely forgot the last time we were in there, feel free to just call it out if like someone's getting attacked. Yeah, like, yeah. hello, let's help each other remember there. Everyone is also protected from mental control. Should that become an issue, someone oh, tries to charm or dominate, I'll look up what the exact wording oh. is. And evil summoned creatures can't, it's hard for them to make bodily contact with, uh, with things, but you do know they summon rats, they summon rats which are neutral. So, yeah, um, have I ever, has Tima ever manifested in the chapel? 
Yeah, we talked about this like a year ago, didn't yeah. we? Mm. Um, I don't think she has. I don't think you've had her try to. Yeah. Okay, just out of curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> Case comes I up. think Dora's experience would not be noticing any super different, like, it's not like she's way further right, in right, the back right. in there. Presence remains consistent. Yeah, not so she hasn't noticed anything. Okay. So that maybe what's happening with Tima may be, um, uh, may interact, intersect with some of those kind of rules in a different way. So the ratlings are protected from <laughs> that as well. Yes, if, uh, they're, if they're in the chapel. Anybody even in even the if they're evil. Yes. Um, and I don't know what Tima's I know what is. Tima's alignment is. Great, okay. I'll just say Sorry. It. it is evil. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's evil. I just don't have it on a sheet anywhere. Let's just put it... It changes Dora's tactics. Yeah, she's neutral evil when she's, when she's in front. Uh, great to know, thank yeah. you. All right, so round two is going to begin with Bates. Bates is back in the chapel. Bates doesn't know anything in particular is happening, uh, but he hears a gunshot. Is that you, Johnny? Yes. Alchemical torch. Does he get his out? <laughs> he totally pulls out his little he alchemical could, does he torch. Have bluff? Absolutely. Could he use it to he scare totally, He totally pulls out his alchemical torch. His his uh, awesome, fantastic. He and is, then he points it at the air and goes bang. <laughs> he is huddled in the northwest corner of the chapel with the other kids and with Tolman. Loic is next. He's on the uh, southern edge of the chapel. He's probably just staring off into space there, right, Pauline? Yeah. Yeah. At the moment. Okay. <sighs> I knew I was nervous for a reason. So who is... This would be something that... Okay, so Gull and Ray and Dora, who are still in the library here, quite clearly through the board hole from the library to the room with the hole in it, you hear the sound of Ratchmambi going... Master Longtail, Lady Whiskers, kill them. They sound cute. Lady Whiskers. Master Longtail. That is from Neverwhere, is it not? As is Lady Whiskers. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so that's five ratlings in addition to Ratch. Yeah? The three named ones from the library. Now two other named ones. Oh, so in response to, and oh, I guess... So the, uh, the two of you wouldn't understand because this would be called out in Aglo. So Dora understands what, what he's saying. And then you hear a scampering of clawed feet and a sound of things hustling through the hole. And bursting out of the hole from the north are two dire rats. Great. I'm going to call number one Lady Whiskers. Number two is Master Longtail Gull is standing with a ranged weapon. Uh, all they can do is they got to take a double move to get into position. No attack of opportunity from Gull, but they can't make an attack this round. Give me perception checks for Danae, Jared, and Erwin. Ten for Erwin. Okay. Fourteen for Jared. Mm-hmm. Ten for Danae. Jared hears the muted sound of spellcasting maybe 50, 60 feet to the north, uh, up towards the laundry, way out of the range of the lantern light. And so there's not anything that he can see, but he hears the sound of spellcasting happening up there in a feminine voice. That's Jenny. Faustin. Yeah. 
So Faustin is standing at the east barricade. He can see Grip running out of the library towards him. Oh, what is it? What ha- what's happening? <laughs> I love it. It's the Ratlins. They're, I, I fear they're coming to attack people in the chapel. Oh, what did you do? Perfect. <laughs> 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 Now's not the time for recriminations like that. Just prepare yourselves. There's going to be trouble. All right, so uh, Valston wants to back up all of us to the chapel doors. Just outside? Mm-hmm. Great. And he's going to tell... Um, Everyone, get into the chapel! Fantastic. So Valston is backing up. You'd have a standard action left. Do you want to ready a shot if some, something, an enemy appears in the hallway in front of you? Yeah. Great. Jared is up next. He's at the North Barricade. He just heard the sounds of spell casting up there. He will do as ordered and get into the chapel. Great. He can get 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. He can get inside, okay. just inside the chapel with a single move. Great. Then he will take up a position in a corner. Oh, okay. So he can see the whole room. Great. He's the, he's the only one with an actual weapon, so... He takes a double move and edges to the right, to the alcove where the statue of Desna is, with his crossbow trained on the doorway. Yeah, or, no, I mean, like, anywhere. He doesn't know. He just wants to be able to see the whole room. Great. Ray, you are up. You are at the northern door of the library. Outside the door you're currently standing, there's another door 10 feet up to the north, which leads to the room you know Ratchmambi is in. Is the door to that room open? The door to that room is closed at the moment. And Gull is currently under attack with two dire rats directly behind him. Gull is five feet away from you with two dire rats harassing him. Okay, I'm going to touch Gull. Sorry. Yes. And cast Shield of Faith. Nice. Uh, you had done, while you were playing around, I think it was back in chapter six, as Ray was playing around with material components. The one spell you have that actually does require a specific one is Shield of Faith, and it does require prayers to a god. So you take out one of those prayers to Shailen that you apparently wrote when you were a priest of Zan Kuthan. Maybe. And it burns to ash in your hands as you touch Gull, and he gets a plus two deflection bonus to his armor class. That's a standard action. You can take a move if you wish. Let's let's bring light into this. There are enough torches and lanterns in the chapel area in the surrounding hallway that I'm not worried about vision there. But in the library, we're going to call it, well, as of now, I forgot for the first round, but we'll call it low light because we hadn't uh, brought out crystals, we hadn't Mm -hmm. cast light, that kind of stuff. So there'll be a 20% mischance in there for those of you that don't have dark vision uh, moving forward. Good to know. Then I'm going to cross to uh, to the table opposite diorat number two uh, with a distance of like... Keeping your distance. You want to get uh, still fever again? Not yet. Fair enough. Dora, you are up. You are about half... You're like in the middle of the library where you're standing right now. The fight has moved uh, elsewhere. You can see the two dire rats, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 and 35 feet in front of you that are coming out to harass Gull. I think she thinks she's of more use in the library and having made the, more use in the chapel rather, and having made the discovery (laughs) that that Grip made, uh, I think she's probably still reeling from that. Yep. So she's gonna move a double move 
back toward the chapel. Back towards the chapel, great. Door is able to make it uh, about 15 feet past Grip, closer to the eastern barricade. Up next is Gull. Gull, you are five feet away from two dire rats, two rats the size of small dogs. Gull is going to take a full withdrawal action, which I think allows me to double move, right? It will allow you to double move, and as long as you move away from them, you will not suffer an attack of opportunity. That is what I will do. You're heading back to the chapel? Yep. Oh, okay. Great. Since you were here. Yep. Yeah, great. So Gull is able to make his way along the west wall, much of the way down to the southern door. Nasa is up. Where is Nasa? Nasa is holding a torch near the eastern barricade. She was instructed to get back into the chapel by Faustin. Got a club and a, and a torch. I've nice. Got both. So, nice. Uh, so, two weapons uh, a pirate. That's right. Uh, the two greatest weapons a pirate nurse can have is her <laughs> her her big heart and her her club and her torch. Yes. And she's gonna move back into the chapel. Grand. Probably step to the side and. Uh, Wait for something to come through that she could hit. Great, so she moves in. She moves down to the left, to the south there, by the by the shrine to Asmodeus, and she's holding her torch out like a pirate might. And she yells, <laughs> Borders on coming! <laughs> We're being boarded. <laughs> That's so dumb. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that gift. Uh, Danae is up next. She's up near the northern barricade. Uh, she knows from Jared that the, uh, something was heard to the north of her, and she's been instructed by Valston to get back towards the chapel. Yep, she would She would absolutely go. Same thing where she's going to move into the chapel. And she sees, uh, is that Jared? Jared, Jared's yeah. Uh, and she's going to do the same thing, kind of move to the opposite side, train her crossbow on the door. Not Great. as a ready to action, but just... Fantastic. So Danae takes double move, gets through the doors, gets about 15 feet in, and spins back with her crossbow. So it's Danae, Nasa, and Jared near that door on the inside. Mura's up next. Mura is down near Loic, and I think she only has a torch, right? Yeah. Is that Katie? She has a club. A club and a torch, right. And for all those sheets, those of you that don't have a crossbow, I did give uh, an attack uh, roll for it. Like That's assuming like they just pick up a rock or something and throw it. Won't do much damage, but some of them, you know, some of them are slightly more skilled than others at that. She's going to get back against a wall, Mm -hmm. closest wall, collect as many things she can throw as Easily done. You're you're in and amongst some of the bedrolls of the survivors there. She's the one with precise shots, so nice. going to make use of that. Underneath the tall, tall statue to Farazma on that wall there, she is collecting ammunition. Denman is up next. He's uh, the last one standing at the East Barricade as Dora and Grip are racing towards it. Uh, He'll take the... He he was ordered back, so... Who is he to argue? Uh, he's going to go to right here. Uh, it's a little better than a full move. And he will... Um, yeah, he's wa- watching the door. So he's moving in next to Jared on the inside of the room. And uh, now we've got a whole cluster of folks on the inside with weapons trained on that door. Grip, you're up next. You're just outside the library. I'm going to do the barricade like I did it someplace else. If you succeed at an acrobatics check, you can go over it as part of a move. If you don't, it is a move action to get over it. Okay. Basically, a first move gets you right at the barricade. Uh, that's a 14 yeah, for that's the acrobatics check. So then it's basically a 10 feet. It's like, it's like a difficult terrain. So this is 10 feet here at this point. Okay. 
That's a single move? That's, a, meter, that's the first 10 feet of your second move. Oh, okay. Uh, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Great, so Grip has made his way to the intersection mm-hmm. of the hallway right next to Faustin outside the chapel. He's in charging distance. Hmm. Should anything ever appear in here. Right. <laughs> Little Brenton with the Shadow Lantern is up. He's uh, next to Bates. Who's playing Brenton? Yeah, he might probably doesn't do anything at this point, I'm guessing. Oh, I think he's probably very scattered, didn't he? <laughs> I think he probably is. Maeve, uh, the little rascal who stole from Gull, is also there. And Maeve she's... would like to find something to hide behind that she can throw things from. She could easily climb up onto the base of the statue of Phrasma and hide behind Phrasma's legs. Would that give her higher ground? Which only applies in melee attacks. Does? Yeah. With a ranged attack, she could do, having higher ground doesn't help. No. Whatever. She'll go there. <laughs> That's so yeah. yeah, so she can move up onto the statue of Phrasma. Do you want me to make a high check if it matters? I would. Thank you. 17. Nice. And ending the round is Tolman. Tolman sees what Maeve is doing. He's not comfortable with it, but he uh, he has to trust her. Right now, his main purpose is to protect the boys. He pulls out his uh, club yeah. that he has and steps into position to be the first line in front of those boys. That is the end of our second round for the battle for the chapel. Round three begins as Bless ticks down. There are four rounds remaining of Bless. First up is Bates. Anything he's going to do this round, or is he still hanging out? Uh, I think Bates sees what uh, Maeve did and is like, oh, yeah. And he's going to, what can he pick up off the ground? Uh, An improvised, it's up near where all the cooking stuff is, actually. So he's going to grab, like, whatever he can grab that he thinks that he could throw. A couple of pans. Exactly, (laughs) some things like that. He's going to grab as many, like, and literally he's sort of dodging around Tolman's legs and stuff. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And grabs his stuff, and then he's going to clamber up onto uh, uh, another. Any is there another place where he could hide, or could he do the same he thing? He could do hide? the same thing. There he is will no do other the exact same thing and sort of hide on the other side. Great. Give me a stealth check for him. Great. I remember his stats probably pretty good. It is uh, twenty. Nice. Sweet. Loke is up next. I'm betting he's probably still hanging at the moment. All right. What's Okay, uh, who is still there? Ray, you hear the sound of spellcasting coming through the hole from the hole room to the north. Yeah. Master Longtail and Lady Whiskers are both going to move in and bite you, Ray. They only have to move 10 feet forward. Here comes Lady Whiskers. Mighty armor class. Uh, Four probably misses and a seven misses. So the rats are just uh, unable to penetrate your armor. Did Erwin take a turn? Oh, no. Oh, where did Erwin? She's still up there. She was pretty high. She oh, had a 21. She was. Why would you want to do that? <laughs> she goes right after Loic, actually. Let's give her two turns here, because it, it might matter. Last round, she could easily get into the chapel. So she probably would have gone, like, in here. About halfway down, joining the crossbow brigade there. Yeah. Great. Um, and then this round... This round, she will actually ready an action to nice. to shoot anyone she doesn't know that Come, comes through that door. Love it, love it, love it. Grip comes through. 
Faustin, oh, you shit, are sorry. up. Faustin, you're standing right outside of the door. You can now, you can also now make out the sound of spellcasting up to the north. And it does sound as though it moved closer. What's the plan? Looking over to Grip. Mm-hmm. I think it's best for everyone to be inside the chapel. Uh, I'll stand out here and wait for the others to come join us. But I think we'll be safer in the chapel. Faustin's been bit in the past, by, by which I mean if you lose track of someone, they sometimes come back as a doppelganger, right? Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, but trying to be diplomatic about it, <laughs> Faustin will say... I'm not leaving you alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. And readies his light crossbow down the hall towards the where the spell casting is coming from. To the north. Yeah. Fantastic. Jared is up next. Jared is inside the door to the north there with a crossbow in hand. You want to ready as well? Yeah. Ray, you're up next. You're facing off with two dire rats. Full withdraw and try and get out of the library. Moving a lot slower than Gull is. You're not only going to make it about halfway down the room there, right? I made it to here. Yeah. Well, I guess you, you, you started closer to the exit than he did. <laughs> Dora, you're up. Yeah. Oh, uh, you're making your way towards yeah, that barricade? Yeah, and, and I might have trouble getting over the barricade, so... Yep. Uh, I will move to the barricade Great. and then Give attempt me an acrobatics, an check. acrobatics check to get over. Thirteen. All right, you're good. So... You get over the barricade at the end of a first move. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. You're 25 feet away from the chapel doors. Then, then uh, I'll enter and say, they may appear anywhere. <laughs> it's so what? true. Gull, you're up. You're making your way back towards the chapel. Yep. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 30. You can get right to the barricade. Awesome. I'm there. Nace, uh, she's got a torch. She's ready to attack anybody that comes in. Yes. Right. I mean. Yar. Arg. <laughs> I'll make you walk the plank. It's the yarest chapel in the land. <laughs> Danae, readying? Yes. Mura. Readying uh, anywhere. Yep. Denman. Same boat? Aye. Great. So I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming this cluster now by the entrance to the chapel are going to hold in already until something happens to start triggering that, and then we'll yeah. pop back in with, and check in with them again. Grip, you are up next. You can see now uh, just 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 feet away from you, gulls on the, opposite, on the other side of the barricade there. Well, I don't want to go in until I know the four of us are back. So... He'll also pull out his crossbow yeah. and ready uh, ready in action to shoot anyone that is foe. Uh, pick a direction. You want to shoot east or north? Um, Faustin's currently uh, looking to the north. Then I'll, I'll, I'll look east to cover both ways. my companion's retreat. Excellent. Brenton, I'm assuming, is chilling. Holler if anything. Yeah, he's scared. He's hiding yeah. behind Tolman's robes. Maeve wants to ready, I'm guessing. Maeve, with a wicked grin, draws yeah. one of the stolen alchemist's flasks yeah. and winks <laughs> at Bates. This isn't boring. <laughs> Bates goes, wow. <laughs> and then Tolman. 
Tomo will take his five foot step in front of Brent. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> Trying to protect the children. And, and he's also going to shout out, Bates, keep yourself hidden for God's sake, or for Desna's sake. Uh, Shaylin's sake. For Shaylin's sake. <laughs> one of those gods. Whoever one of them. the fuck can, will keep you safe. Someone in the pantheon, <laughs> just hide. Round four begins. We've got three rounds left of Bless. Bates, uh, readying, I'm guessing? Yep. Loic, hanging out. Erwin readying, holding a ready. All right, what happens here? I know this is supposed to be really horrific, but I'm having so much fun I right know, now. I just have blast. to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Right and now it's moment. about to be horrific. <laughs> One person left in the library at this moment. This is Ray making his slow-ass way in his medium armor towards the chapel <laughs> as uh, from that Ready? hole to the north, uh, thousands of rats oh. swarm Whoa. out of that hole and uh, God, are here right suck. next to the dire rats. Let's see how They're far they summoned, can though, right? They are like, summoned. So they will... They will what? Disappear at some Maybe they will. All right, so they take a double move to scramble underneath the north table, underneath the middle table, and they end up five scant feet away from Ray and get can't quite out. get to him. As you're sort of dancing backwards as this humongous swarm of rats is approaching and like nipping at your ankles, you suddenly recoil in pain as two balls of magical energy blast out of nowhere and hit you for seven points of damage mm. and Ratch Mambi becomes visible Sorry, right at the very northern edge of the room there having just crawled through the hole himself hit you with some magic missiles Great, Master Longtail, Lady Whiskers Lady Whiskers has to take a double move to threaten you Ray but Master Longtail gets you just at the end of a single move, takes a bite Six and misses. Come on, rats. You can kill them. I know you can. Shut up. Shut your stupid <laughs> face. Well, that's not good. Swarm number two. Yeah, that's bad. Appearing just on the southern side of the north barricade, 5, 10, 15, 20 feet away from Grip and Vauston, is another 10 foot by 10 foot wide swarm of thousands of rats. 5, 10, 15. They take a double move to get on top of them. Vaustin and Grip are now completely covered head to toe with biting rats. They both had ranged weapons at hand, so they couldn't take an attack of opportunity. Any creature whose space they occupy at the end of their move automatically takes swarm damage. So both Vaustin and Grip will take six points of damage, and I need a fortitude save from both of you. Uh, uh, 26. Great, you are not nauseated. Nine. <laughs> All right, Faustin is nauseated for one round. Do you want to hand that card out, Katie? Faustin, you are up. You are covered head to toe with rats. What, what does the nauseated condition give you? <laughs> I'm unable to attack, cast spells, concentrate, or do anything else requiring attention. The only action I can do is a single move action per turn. Oh, before I forget. These rats are diseased. Let's get fortitude saves against their filth fever from both uh, Grip and Valston. Can't I just use that 26 I just rolled? <laughs> <laughs> Nauseated or diseased? Natural 20 on that roll. Great. Oh, nice. Uh, 24. All right. Uh, so when I'm when one is covered with a swarm. Yes. 
how does one get out of this situation? One can just move because the the cluster of them can't take attacks of opportunity. They're just basically attacking whatever they're on, but you can edge out of it without provoking from them. Is this one of those situations where I can move and draw? The old drop and draw? Oh, you could do the old drop and draw because he's got a base attack bonus of at least one, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He, he could also just hold on to his crossbow with one hand, right? Can't he... What weapon is he going to draw? The rapier. He could hold on to the crossbow in his left hand and draw that rapier in his right. Thank you for that technicality, Johnny. That's what I'm going to do then, and I'm going to make a move toward the um, east entrance. Yeah. Trying to draw the swarm away from the chapel. Exactly. Oh, moving away from the chapel. Interesting. Great, so Faustin ends up uh, right next to Gull on just opposite sides of the barricade. What did you call me? Right behind Jared and Denman, the statue to Desna, the statue that has been providing the magical effect that protects your dreams, goes flying down to the floor and takes a whole bunch of damage as it smashes and like bits of butterfly wing break off. Then there is a clicking of claws. But let's talk now, since Jared is up and he's very close to where this happened, let's talk about what you can do take to yeah. Invisible creatures. I mean, this perception's kind of shit, but... It's super hard. You can make the perception check to kind of get a general sense of possible direction, or you can take a standard action to grope about in two squares within reach to see if you can put your hands on something. He's going to do that. Reach out. He would have had to be on the wall about five feet up, like at head height, to knock this thing over. Uh, so you want to just pick Uh-oh. the two closest likely squares where something who had been clinging to the wall could knock a statue off? Yeah. Sure. Give me a... Uh, make a 50% miss chance. Okay, groping about close to him. He does not discover any creature, but give me a perception check. Oh, 18. Oh, no. It's about as good as he can do. <laughs> uh, so there is an invisible something knocking statues to the floor somewhere above Jared's head. He's used a standard action. He's got a move left. He'll take a five-foot step away from the area. Ray, you are up. You have got two dire rats to your north, a swarm of rats to your east, and Ratch Mambi across the way. What do you want to do, buddy? I think with a double move, full withdraw, I can get to the other side of these doors. Great. Right. Still on the move. Yep. That's what I do. Move in out of the library towards the chapel. Dora, you are up. You are just inside the doors, and the swarm of rats is right in front of you. Dora's going to back up 30 feet directly to the west and throw. uh, Is Grip still in the rats? Grip is still in the rats. So if I throw Alchemist Fire, I get Grip? Yes. Can I hold my action until Grip clears out of the rat swarm? Since you've taken a move, you can now ready an action to throw it if Grip leaves. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Great. Gull, you are up. You are on the main hall side of the barricade. Valston's right next to you, and 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 feet in front of you, you can see Grip completely coated in rats. Uh, I'm going to try to jump over the barricade with an acrobatics check. Uh, Natural 19. You're good. Um, 10 feet of movement. As uh, part of that move action, I will also draw a Thunderstone, and uh, I will continue to move forward another five feet, and I'll uh, ready an action to throw my Thunderstone, and I'll yell, Grip, 
Get out of there. NASA's up. NASA is adjacent to the rat swarm with a torch. I think she would probably take a swing at him with the torch. I like it. You know I like I mean? it. She's inside the chapel, so she'd just be like, ah. <laughs> Can she do it from there, or does she need to take a five-foot step north? If she does it from there around the corner, they would have cover. I think she would probably do it from cover just because she yeah. also wants to keep the door, the doorway open for anybody else that might be coming through. Yeah, she's she's gonna she's gonna she's wildly swing at it. She's totally Great. gonna swing at it. We'll see if she if she gets it. All right, Nasa, and she's blessed too. Natural one. Oh, Nasa. Oh no. We're 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 not on the water. <laughs> I much I fare much better. Deck side. Um. Uh. Y'all hear the sound of spellcasting from somewhere in the middle of the great hall. Mm-hmm. Danae, well, I guess let's check in. Uh, I didn't trigger all those ready to actions because it was, it's this giant swarm of tiny little creatures which didn't feel like something people would waste their action firing a crossbow at. But if, you, if any of you feel strongly like, no, I, I would have shot at the swarm, you know, just holler at me and we can, I will honor that for sure. But Danae is up. Danae's got, what, crossbow in hand? Yeah. That's 5, I, 10, 15 feet from the swarm. I or don't, 20 feet. yeah, I don't think that she would fire at a swarm because yeah. she would... I don't know that they would have seen swarms before, but I think that she would... Nothing quite like this. Yeah, would she be like, this crossbow bolt isn't going to do spit. Yeah, it would look... So it's not like looking at a swarm of, say, tiny, tiny insects, but it would be the thing you look at it and be like, what am I even shooting at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You're like, I'll hit a rat or two, but yeah. it's not going to do anything. Um, she is going to do that same thing of trying to... Uh, reach around her and see if there's anything. Yes, close to her on the close wall. Close to her invisible. on the wall, invisible. She does not find anything. And she'd make a perception check, even Great. though she probably won't be able to find anything. Never hurts to kind of look around. And she does not. Find All right. Mura, Mura will move up to within thirty feet of the to just within thirty feet point blank range of the swarm. Yeah. And throw a bludgeoning rock at it. Oh, okay. Olympia Dukakis hefts a can of food or something. 14. Hitting the swarm. For jack shit bludgeoning damage, but uh, for two, bludgeoning. And it does look like this particular size of swarm might actually take damage from bludgeoning weapons. Rats go flying as this can of food clocks into the swarm. Denman, you are up. Oh, yeah. Is when characters have point blank shot, is that factored into their to hit? It's probably not. It is not. So that would have been a 15 to hit. Doesn't matter. An extra point of damage. Yeah. Three points of damage. Yeah, yeah. So three damage. I got it. Yep. Great. Thank you. Mm hmm. Demon is 15 feet away from the swarm. All right, so he is he has seen bludgeoning damage yeah. now affect this swarm. Yeah. He's going to drop the crossbow. Yeah. And move up with his club and take a swing. He's pretty strong, yes. right? Um, yeah, he's not bad. Um, I'm just making sure he's got... Yes, he does have enough of a base attack. So he'll step and swing. All right, closing with the swarm that is covering grip. For a 20. Hit! Four, four points of damage. 
Nice. All right. Rats are flying left and right as folks are getting an eyeball in the chapel now on what might actually be able to hurt these things. Then, Grip, you are up. From within the swarm, can I swat the swarm? Or do I need to move and then hit it? You you can attack. Do I, do I need to do more saving throws? Uh, no, on their turn. So you're, you're fine for the moment. So you can just start ripping rats off you and stepping on them. Then I will... I'm going to... I'm gonna flurry of blows the rats. Yeah, yeah you are. Alright, so I'm doing the flurry of blows. Yeah. Bless, is, bless is still going on, yes? It is. Uh, the first one, 19 on the die. That is a hit. And then the second one, uh, 21. That is a hit as well. Awesome, so that's two hits at 1d6 plus 5, because I'm strong. So the first one, eight points of damage. Yep. Second one, another eight. And you all marvel as Grip punches a fucking swarm of rats into paste that disperses. We're going to pick up the second half of this epic battle next time because that's the end of chapter 29. All right, see you soon. Dark Nexus is a creation of Plug and Hum Productions. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Inc. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com slash community use. And for more information about Paizo and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. That's P-A-I-Z-O dot com. Dark Nexus uses music and soundscapes by Sirenscape. Check them out at sirenscape.com. That's S-Y-R-I-N-S-C-A-P-E dot com. Opening and closing themes along with additional music composed by Rob Kozlarik. Artwork for Dark Nexus is by Matt Walquist. Special thanks to Toy, without whose generosity this project would not have been possible. And thanks to DMCP, Richard and Ari, Paul and Shannon, Chris, Scotty, Jason, Jess, Joe, Chelsea, Matt, Dave, Darren, and everyone we've gamed with over the years for all the memories and inspiration. Uh, despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat in a cage. No. <laughs> Sorry. All right, now that I got that out of my oh. system.